Hello and welcome to the PR department. You are through to your host, Katie Braden, and this is episode three. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about habits, routine, ritual, the whole notion that the key to success lies within your daily routine, all that jazz. And don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to get up at 5am because, um, quite frankly, I don't do that. So (laughs) it's not that kind of discussion. I thought I would put that straight in there before we even get started. Basically, I was just reflecting on, you know, the past six years of having the business and being freelance and it got me thinking about where I was sort of at the very beginning So if you've listened to my first episode of the podcast where I talked a little bit about my journey of, you know, where I'm at now and sort of going freelance and my life and where I was at, I very briefly touched upon the fact that when I was transitioning from being a PR in an agency and being employed to then being freelance and being my own boss and working for myself, that was probably when my mental health was going to or at its absolute lowest. Um... And honestly, I think the reason why was all about the habits, routines and rituals, which I cling to as such a positive thing in my life now. But I think at the time, you know, we're going back six years, those things were quite negative for me and had a really negative impact on my mindset. Um, I mean, thankfully, I was able to find my way out of it, but it did kind of have to hit a place that was quite rock bottom, which was in the first year that I was freelance for me to kind of have that realization and make those changes. I kind of like, I love listening to people's perspective on like their routines and, you know, what they think makes a successful person. But I also wanted to premise the fact that I really hate the the weight that people put on like making these changes and like doing it all now, like doing it all at once because it's just not possible. Like I feel the the changes that I made that were the most positive, I'm still working on now like 6 years later. Um, and some of them I had to like try, try, try again. Like they just weren't, you know, it wasn't sticking and it wasn't changing for me and you really have to stick at it. So this isn't something that is like three, two, one magic wand. Like you can change overnight. I really don't think so, but I thought it might be helpful. I basically made a list of the things that I really rely on now, um, to have, a positive mindset and I think that the positive mindset really really reflects on your day-to-day work when you are freelance you rely well I do anyhow anyway I rely so much on myself because obviously when you work on your own there isn't anybody else and when I'm in a not a good mindset that can reflect everything that I do in that day in that week you know however that mind's negative mindset continues bringing it back to the fact that I work in PR Like I explain this to people all the time who aren't in my industry, but I deal in communication. So I'm dealing with, you know, possibly like hundreds on thousands of different people every single day and they all require something different from me in terms of communication. 
Um, you know, so whether that's like via social media or via like a campaign, like that's still, even though I'm behind the scenes, that's still me communing, communicating to a mass audience. So it has to be done almost in like an outer body experience kind of way, like how I feel and what I'm doing that day. It can't affect anything that I do. So having this like really neutral, I wouldn't even, I'm going to stop saying positive mindset because I also really disagree with like toxic positivity. I feel like I'm going off on multiple tangents all at once here, but this whole toxic positivity thing, which is on social media at the moment, which is like, to be honest, it's been going on for years. The whole like wake up at 5am, run 300 miles before you sit down at your desk at 7am because you're ahead of everyone in the world like that's just crazy and to me that is like a dramatic version of what toxic positivity is like it should feel good because on the surface it's positive but it actually doesn't make you feel good it just makes you feel bad about yourself so anyway just touching on toxic positivity before we move forward but yeah I think like a neutral mindset is really really important for me you know especially when I'm dealing with my clients like my client relationships are really really important and I'm not gonna lie can sometimes be very sensitive like when you look at it from their perspective they are putting a lot of money and a lot of hope into your work and a lot of trust and that is all based on communication like when you take on a client for PR like you can't say to them okay you're gonna pay me this amount of money and I'm gonna get you x y and z because the work that we do there are so many external variables like if you said that to a client you would be lying so there's a lot of trust because they're basically paying you for something that you can't show them exacts until it happens if that makes sense so if we're talking in terms of like press coverage you've just taken on a new client of course I can show them examples of my work and like things that we can aim for but I can't tell them exactly you know when that feature's going to come out and where like what magazine I'm going to get them and at what time it's just impossible so there's a lot of trust there and I think that trust is built on the communication that you have and the connection that you have so coming back to this like neutral mindset If I'm having a bad day and I have to have maybe a difficult line of communication with my client, like how am I going to manage that if I'm feeling negative or like for example if I'm feeling hormonal or if I'm tired, you know, like that can really impact your business and your service and you as a service-based business I think this across like all service-based businesses this is not just PR to your clients and your customers like they buy a piece of you like they buy into you and if you sell them you know this great side of you which obviously all of us do when we're at work and then you're feeling not so great or not so you know super positive and pumped like they like you to be dealing with that when you're dealing in communication especially it can be challenging so yeah after the (laughs) tangent I hope that like when I go off on these tangents they are interesting in some way because I am unraveling a point I promise so 
what I've done for this episode is I basically made a list of the things that I do now that I really rely on. Um, These were things that I didn't do in that first second year of being freelance and coming back to a book that I love which is If You Have to Cry Go Outside by Kelly Catrone. She talks about how your vibe attracts your tribe I really, really like strongly believe in that, even though I absolutely hate the phrase. I think it's really cringe. Like the the concept I think is 100% true. So when I first was freelancing, I had really bad habits. Like I didn't have a good routine. I was not like ritualistic during my day. I was very like happy-go-lucky. My mental health was poor. And that then reflected in the tribe that I attracted. So I ended up being you know, going out when I shouldn't be or being around people who weren't exactly helpful or draining of my energy. Like I was inviting like negative energy into my life and therefore, you know, it would affect my working day. Like I can happily say, well, not happily, but I can honestly say that that first year of business was a real struggle and I, I, I wasn't on the ball. I really wasn't. Like I was trying my absolute hardest But it's like trying to run across a bridge when like there's pieces of wood missing. Like if your mental health is not good and you're not tackling it from a good place, you're never going to do the best job. So like with that bridge in mind, if all those slats are in place, then you can, you know, run across the bridge as many times as you like. So that's what I've tried to do now, sort of six years in. That's what I've been building up to over the past few years is getting to a place where it doesn't matter what I face in my day or you know what chaos comes towards me like a tsunami like I can face it with a really neutral mindset and I can always have like my best shoes on and put my best foot forward I don't know where the shoes came from in that analogy but it felt right so here we are So as I mentioned in the beginning I think like the whole your success is defined by your daily routine again hate the saying think it's really cringe (laughs) but I think it's just really linked to like those toxic positivity people like you know your daily routine is everything but in a way like they do have a point because I think a daily routine and being consistent and choosing like what you want to get out of your daily routine is really important so when I was younger like I was all about like spontaneity and like if someone asked me to go out or like do this or do that like I would happily bend and be like yeah we'll do this we'll do that like whatever but now you know some of you may not know like I used to live in London I lived in London for 10 years that lifestyle is very like happy-go-lucky it's very spontaneous now I live up north um and I'm a lot like further away from my friends and family which some people might not like I personally am okay with it um but it means that my daily routine everything that happens in my daily routine is up to me so there's no like oh do you want to just go here or can you just do this it's like my daily routine is my daily routine and that's it I've learned to really seek like simplicity like I find a lot of joy in very very like simple and easy things so for example for me like having three meals a day at good times is like a win 
or being able to go to the gym is a win. Walking my dog twice a day is a win. Having a few hours in the evening to do what I like to do is a win. Spending time with my boyfriend is a win. You know, like all of these things that I think we take for granted because a lot of a lot of people would sort of mark them as being really boring. Like for me, I really strive to have like I want to use the word regimented, but I don't like the connotation that regimented comes with. But I'm sure you'll know what I mean. Like, I like the, almost like the monotony of just doing what I need to do every day. And then I can be spontaneous on weekends. Like, that that for me works really, really well. Um, and it ensures that I can achieve this, like, neutral mindset towards work. So, you know, I'm not randomly hungover on a Wednesday or I'm not randomly tired on a Monday morning because I was somewhere I shouldn't be on, like, a Tuesday night, you know? Which, when you're younger and you are more spontaneous, these things happen. But that is definitely something that I've learned and developed as I've gotten older. Do I think it comes with maturity? Yes, but... I'll share it nonetheless. Um, So the next thing that I wrote down was physical space. Um, So (laughs) I've talked about this quite a lot and every time I talk about it, I feel crazy at first, but I know when I share it, like people, I know that you're going to get something from this. Like if you're freelance and, or even if you're not freelance and you just work from home, like this is probably one of my biggest things that as soon as I locked this into my mind it really helped to change my perception of my environment and place a lot of importance on my environment so through my time on earth that what a way to start um you know this is going to be a good one (laughs) so I've lived in some like really horrendous places due to not having any money and just having to make it work like as I mentioned earlier I lived in London for 10 years like I was self-funded um I was working three jobs like you can imagine I've lived in like hell in a hell of a collection of places shall I say so me having a nice physical space to work number one is a luxury that I am so grateful for every single day like when I walk into a nice space that I know I'm gonna be all day I just think like wow I am so grateful and again coming back to like the regimented routine like I'm grateful to be able to do that and I'm grateful to be in a nice space so it's like acknowledging these things and giving them power I think is really important So when I talk about physical space, I mean like the actual space that you live in. So a lot of you will have experienced it over lockdown. Like if you haven't worked from home before, you will have had a taste of it. Is like splitting up your house into different spaces for your mind. Whoa, here she goes. So say if you have an office in your house that is where you work if you are lucky enough to have an office in your house. I have actually only been lucky enough to have an actual office in my house for the past like eight months I think. Um, Before that I never had an office in my house and I've always worked from home the whole six years that I've been working freelance so it's possible to do without but I would say like an office is incredible and is a luxury. Okay so if we take the concept of an office it's a place where you go you know, you don't live there, you don't hang out with your boyfriend there, you do your work there. 
So even if you don't have a physical office, I think it's really important to create a space in your home or a space in your life, like whether that's an external office or whatever you want. It has to be, there has to be a physical place that in your mind, that is where you go to work. So that's the basis of the concept. But I used to take it one step further because basically when I lived in London, um, anybody who lives in London will know the apartments are tiny. Like even if you have a lot of money to spend, your apartment is going to be tiny. So I was living in a one bed. So the way that I split this up, considering that I didn't have an office, it was literally like an open plan kitchen, living room, a bathroom and a bedroom. Like that's what you have to work with. So my office was basically like my sofa, my living room. That was where I'd work. But then throughout the day, obviously, I have to wear different hats. So, you know, I've got like my PR work and then I have to copyright, you know, I have to write my press releases. And that's kind of like a different skill, like a different hat that I would need to put on. And for me to be in the right, you know, headspace to write, I would need to be in a certain physical space. So I would do the majority of my work on my sofa in my living room. As I said, that was kind of like my office. When I needed to write, I would sit at my kitchen table So I'm like, right, I'm going to write a press release. I would set up my, you know, my laptop and everything that I needed at my kitchen table. Because then in my mind, I'm like, right, I'm writing a press release. I'm in my writing mindset. Okay, that's all relatively normal, but this is where it gets a bit wild. So (laughs) it's not even that wild. But okay, say I have to do a creative pitch or like a proposal for a new client or come up with a creative campaign idea or a shoot idea like something along those lines you know usually I can I can pull it out on the sofa like I'm cool with that but sometimes I need like a little bit of extra help you know those days where you're like not really feeling it and nothing is coming to mind so I used to go and stand in the shower Yep, like in the middle of the day, if I needed some ideas and I was struggling, I would put myself in the shower. So for me, again, like I'd go and stand in the shower and that is the space where those, you know, I was kind of inviting those creative ideas to come. So I see it as like physical spaces tapping into like different parts of my brain and different skills so I can turn things on and off and bring things to the forefront because when you're at home all the time like it's not possible to constantly be in the mood to do the exact things that you need to get done that day like even if you're in an office environment you know sometimes you're just not feeling it so I found switching that physical space was a really amazing tool to switch on different parts of what I needed in terms of skills for my job so Also, in terms of physical space, like this one is so obvious, but like I would never take my um, my work to bed, never. So like no working in bed, because I honestly think it really affects your sleep. Um, and that really nicely brings me on to my next point, which is sleep. So when I first went freelance, um, I was convinced that I only needed like three or four hours of sleep a night which is actually chaotic and crazy like if I had three hours of sleep now um I would be a potato the next day like I would be able to do nothing but yeah I would do this on a regular basis and expect to be fine um no surprises that obviously my mental health was terrible so I really need sleep I really need sleep like I need like a good seven or eight hours and I really need a bedtime routine like having that hour before bed to like wind down 
is super important to having a good quality sleep. And then, you know, the same on the other side, like that morning routine, that's equally as important to me. So the whole ritual of sleep really puts me in a good place. And if you are not sleeping many hours and struggling, I would highly suggest like making your sleep pattern a priority. And again, this comes back to like, what I was talking about in the beginning of like placing value on the obvious like everybody has to sleep but when you actually think about it as like an active part of your routine and you place importance on it and you prioritize it it can really really change how you feel and how you work so other things that change how I feel and how I work is my alcohol consumption is a really big one so no um there's no prizes if you guessed but when I first went freelance I have mentioned it a few times but I was going out a lot so I was um when I was working in agency before I went freelance I was working a bar job which anybody who works a bar job will know there's a certain culture that comes with that especially in London um so if I wasn't out for work at events I was out with sort of my my bar job um and with that comes alcohol lots of alcohol um and when I was kind of 20 you know 19 20 21 you know that time in your life where you don't really get hangovers which is wild like imagine not having a hangover the alcohol consumption is crazy and I really I would yeah I think I'm quite confident in saying that I definitely went overboard in like those years of my life in terms of like the whole going out and drinking far too much um so if we come back to the concept of this like neutral mindset you know putting yourself in the best position to tackle anything that comes at you throughout the day um I don't believe you can do that with a hangover like no you know, I'm all about living your life and I'm all about having a good time. But if I have something important to do the next day, which working in my job, usually I have something that has some sort of pressure or some sort of importance to do throughout the day, every day. um, I cannot do that with a hangover. So my alcohol consumption is like way, way low. Um, I only really drink on weekends. um, And when I do... I just I don't drink in excess like I'm a minimal drinker now like a few weeks ago I was um after a shoot I went for a drink with the team I'm not even joking you I I had three drinks (laughs) and my friend if any of my friends are listening now like they'll be laughing because they know exactly what happened like I had to get a train back the next day to um up north to my house and I barely made it onto the train because I was so ill I was so ill and honestly if I wasn't put off alcohol before that has really sent me sideways like I'm not interested in it it doesn't feel good to me anymore um and again you know all of these things I really think it just comes with maturing like both as a human and both in business you know placing where you place your priorities um I'm also extremely lucky to have a partner who like shares my my mentality on that because I think that's really difficult as well if like you're around people who you know a lot of people love going out and they love drinking and that's great but I think there is a huge conflict when that person is the person that you share your life with so I'm extremely extremely lucky that my partner shares that you know that thought 
Um, so yeah, we call us boring, but I really, really think that it hugely impacts my mindset and therefore impacts my work. Um, you know, even if I've had too much to drink, like three days later, I can still feel it. I can feel it. It's so weird. Maybe I'm sensitive. Probably I am, but (laughs) sharing is caring. So I'm sharing that top tip with you. Don't drink, just be boring and sleep. That's what you need to do. Um, Another thing for me is uh, physical fitness. So I, again, going back to the beginning, the very beginning, those first two years. um, So I've come out of being a professional dancer. If you've listened to my episode one, you will know all about my journey from being a professional dancer into going into PR. So when I stopped being a professional dancer, obviously I've gone from being really, really highly physical And this isn't just like, you know, in the last past few years of my life, like I've had this level of like physicality and activity, physical activity in my life since I've been like two years old when I first started going to like ballet classes. Like I was always doing extra stuff. I was always very, very active as a kid all the way up into my adult life. And when I was going through my degree, you know, we would literally start training at like half seven eight o'clock in the morning and you wouldn't finish until like 12 hours later sometimes even more and then you'd still try and go to the gym on top of that which is just when I think about it is actually nuts so when you have that level of high physical activity I think my body and also my brain needs it like it really needs it but when I transitioned from being a dancer to PR I completely just dropped it. Like I wasn't training. I wasn't going to the gym. Obviously I wasn't dancing because I was focusing on doing this PR thing. I was going out all the time. I was pulling myself in a million directions. I had like three jobs. I was working a hundred hours a week. There's no time for ab crunches, you know? So (laughs) I, I wasn't doing any physical activity. So number one, I just, I felt awful. I think I probably like at no point did I ever think that I looked bad but I I didn't look my best like my skin was dull my hair was dull I was carrying weight that I never ever used to carry because I was always super fit um you know everything was just like basically scraping through life essentially like being so full not doing the things not prioritizing these things that I needed and really feeling shit um so I started to train again, um, probably about two years in, I think. Um, you know, I had this battle with my mental health and I start, I can't remember what triggered it, but I just started exercising in the house again, which is something that really, really changed my life because I think from that moment when I decided to do that, that was the whole start of my shift of my mindset. Like I wanted to prioritize this time for myself so I now love the gym the gym is a really big part of keeping my mental health on track um I really need that physical activity I need that sort of like outlet of energy and I also need that hour in the day to myself where all I need to do in that moment is think about me myself and I like it's my selfish time like being in the gym I'm there and I'm just in my own space and all I have to think about is what I want to do in that moment 
the rest of the day doesn't exist I'm not thinking about all of the things I have to do for work I'm just thinking about me um so it's less about the gym and it's more about me time really so whether you find that in the gym or whether you find that you know wherever you find it like that's just where it lays for me something I need but I think having you know that hour in the day whatever it is I think it's just so important to find what that is for you um so let's have a look at my list what else is on there so we have oh this is a big one phone time slash screen time I feel like there is just endless conversation about this but this comes under another point that I've written which is clear boundaries I used to be on my phone and on my laptop all day and all night this is not helpful to anybody it's not helpful to you it's not helpful to the clients that you're working for it is not helpful like you think you're being really responsive and amazing but really you're stretching yourself thin you're burning yourself out and you're making mistakes and also you're not acting in a neutral mindset because I do not believe if you've been working all day and you're still answering emails at 10 o'clock at night if something goes off with a bang in your inbox which as a PR things often do you're telling me you're going to have the ability to act in a neutral way and not react because I think not Um, and that's what it comes down to it's also about giving yourself especially if you work from home the the same with the physical spaces that I talked about earlier it's the mental space to you know take that living room back and be like right my laptop is now away so physically I'm in my my zone now I'm back in my living room and I can sit down and watch this series or eat my dinner and my laptop is not there looming with like work in the back of my mind so I obviously you can't escape your phone your phone is always there but a few little things that I do um my laptop lives in a cupboard so I get my laptop out in the morning and then when I'm done working at you know five six o'clock in the evening I close my laptop and I put the laptop back in the cupboard that's that again super super simple I'm not telling you anything that is like majorly informative here but having that action of closing the laptop and putting it in the cupboard and then getting it out the next morning is is kind of like an, an off and on switch um with my phone obviously I think everyone struggles with this because there's so much linked to the phone um my work email I don't get notifications for um my whatsapp is muted so I actually have the whatsapp app on my laptop so when I do that act of opening my laptop I'm then accessible straight away via whatsapp throughout my working day but as soon as I put my laptop away I actually have to physically click on my app and check it if I want to look at my WhatsApp because it doesn't matter how many times you say to people like I'm not replying to WhatsApps about work they will always happen so having a way to manage that is really important um I would say Instagram DMs are the most difficult one because there's such a mix between personal and business for me on Instagram um you know my personal page and my business page is one of the same and that is the the same for a lot of people um you know it's not the case of just switching off but what I've tried to do is I'll either not respond to messages until the next working day or 
I will just blatantly say to people like I'm not working right now but I will get back to you you know within like office hours and I think just saying that sets a boundary like it sets a precedent of like we're not going to have this conversation right now at 11 o'clock at night over an Instagram DM we're not it's not happening um I have had to be stern in the past like you know I'm not discussing this over an Instagram DM this is a professional matter like please care to email me obviously in like a kinder tone than that but you get what I mean um but I think just saying it you know setting the boundary like please email me if you want to talk about work it happens in my emails and I always say to people as well like I'm juggling so many things like multiple clients multiple emails you know whatsapps dms all this and this and this if you don't want it to get missed it needs to be in my inbox if it's not in my inbox then you risk me not doing it or not me not getting back to you so you know the most it's like the same thing as dealing with customer service for a brand like if they specifically say to you email customer service and then you contact them on twitter you can't expect the job to get done and it's exactly the same for me I feel and this leads me quite nicely into my second to last point, which is actually one of my favorite points. So if you've lasted this long into the podcast, this is a treat for you. <laughs> I'm joking. It's really not that revolutionary. But my favorite word is no. My favorite word is no. My clients will tell you that. My friends will tell you that. My family will tell you that. I am really, really good at saying no. And that's something that I have learned over the six years of being freelance and learning that I cannot do it all and when someone comes to me with something you know whether it be family friend client business personal whatever it is if I don't want to do that specific thing for whatever reason I am quite happy to say no and I think again coming back to the fact that I run a service business like I trade in communication but I also trade in time. Time is a really big factor for me so if I'm going to spend my time doing something it, you're like it's got to be worth my while for you know for some for one reason or another whether it is just because I want to spend my time doing it or whether it is beneficial for my business to do it whatever it is it has to have some benefit for me to say yes because I think time and time again when I talk to my friends and when I talk to my clients and I'm sure they will not mind me saying this at all most issues point to people saying yes to too many things being overwhelmed and then giving sort of mediocre effort to each thing as opposed to handpicking what they're going to do and really like giving 110% because that's what it comes down to like if you overload yourself there is no way on this earth that you can give 110% to every single thing that you're doing it's just not going to happen so if you have a short list of things that you really care about and you can tackle head-on like you're going to do a far better job you're going to be far more fulfilled and all of those boundaries are going to be met so I love the word no and you should love the word no too and don't even feel bad about it and then my very very last point and this is like the most obvious point in the world but like to-do lists to-do lists are my best friend and whenever I talk about my to-do lists to like my friends or like other freelance PRs or whatever they're always like you are crazy organized and my response is well I have to be because if I wasn't crazy organized 
I would go insane. So I have like strategies that obviously for me are rolled out over like six months, a year, two years, however long per client. But I then have like a weekly to-do list. I then have daily to-do lists. And then I have, you know, that like cute little traffic light system that you would have learned in school if you went to school in the UK. So the traffic light system is basically like when you mark something red, amber or green. Red being like urgent, amber being not so urgent and green being like you're good to do this whenever you want. So within my daily to-do list, I'll open my daily to-do list and then I will like mark everything at the beginning of the day in the traffic light system so I know like what I need to tackle in the morning and what can be left until the afternoon, etc, etc. So yeah, I have crazy to-do lists, but I have this discussion with my boyfriend a lot because he has this thing where he doesn't write anything down. I write everything down. And my reason for doing that is I feel like writing it down and putting it on paper or putting it wherever, I personally write them in my emails to myself, it gets it out of my head so that my head can be free to to like do the task that I need to do. So say for example, my to-do list is like write a press release, pitch a press release, come up with a campaign for a client, right? If I haven't written those three things down, when I'm writing that press release, I'm going to be thinking, right, what were those other two things that I needed to do today? Rather than being like, right, all of those three things are out of my head. I know exactly which order I need to do them in, when I need to do them, how I'm going to do them. And then when I'm doing each individual one, I'm not thinking about the other two. That was a very like long core way of describing a to-do list. But, you know, that's what you're here for as a podcast we natter, we natter, that's what we do. (laughs) So that is the end of my list. Love how I finished my list with a list Um, of all of the things, like all my habits, routines and rituals that I feel I've learned and um, come to love during my six years of being freelance. And I feel like some of these are specific to being a PR, but some of these are just like very very general in terms of like having a successful work-life balance like you know bettering yourself in your career having more focus whatever your goal is I think there's something in that that you can be like "Mm, yeah maybe I'll give that a go and going back to what I said in the beginning like all of these things have taken me years and years and years even though they are the most simple thing in the world like having these practices and you know nailing these not not even I nail, nail them every day I really don't but they're things that I want to nail every day and I think just having that intention you know an intention can go for miles having a goal can go for miles so that's everything for this episode. Um, I hope it wasn't too rambly and boring, but if it was, do feel free to tell me over on the at the PR department podcast over on Instagram because, um, yep, happy to read that. <laughs> anyway, I will see you on the next one. Bye.